Hey everyone, welcome back to another fortnightly live with Mitch and Bronnie. Yes, we're actually live today. First week. I'm checking. Uh, I am totally getting on and checking it right now. Did you tag me? <laughs> like That's I am actually checking right now. We're tuning in. Uh, welcome to another Tuesday night mindset bombs. Can you see it, Bronnie? We are live. No, I cannot see Facebook. it. You can't see it yet. No, I can see it. <laughs> can you? Everyone's rolling in. No, I can't see it. Really? Why are you on your page or mine? No. Well, uh, well, I tagged you. Oh, hang on a sec. Now it's updating. All right. It's just my phone. I think it's your internet because the storm's rolling in and we have about 30 minutes until your house is wiped off the planet. Yeah, like it's, I might have to raise my voice at some stage because it's pretty loud. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so are we, you going to uh, keep your phone open for questions or do you want me to? Um. Yeah, you can leave it open. I, I find it kind of distracts me. Okay, hey, I'll do that. Oh, sorry, my yeah, dad. You don't want two of me. One of me is no. enough. One of you is enough, mate. <laughs> All right. So, everyone, welcome back. Bronnie, the high performance coach from the Mojo Performance Institute. Good to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I thought I had to cancel at some stage between the tech tardness with my technology and the storm rolling through. We yeah, made who it. else has trouble joining a Zoom meeting? <laughs> Don't go getting lippy, mate. No. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking all about the lie. You know, what is this lie that we've all been sucked into? You know, is the lie our society, our culture? Um, and, and just, you know, the little lies, you know, we, we tell these little lies and we, we think sometimes, oh, it's okay. Like it's just a little white lie. Like I'll just tell them this or maybe... You're lying to yourself and you're actually like keeping it in and not to others, but to yourself. Like you're not making it, you're not putting it out there. So by not putting it out there, you're like, oh no, that's okay. Like I didn't put it out there. I didn't acknowledge it. So it doesn't exist. And your problems, especially your internal mindset problems don't go away when you do that. They just grow bigger and bigger. So what do you think about this concept of, you know, living a lie and, 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 being yourself, Ronnie? Well, firstly, I don't think that, um, like we realize we're living a lie because when, before I knew the clarity around my life, I definitely didn't think I was sitting there living a lie. I just didn't know how to identify or step into my greatness. I didn't know how to structure and set goals within the ideas that were in my mind. I didn't know what I liked um, or disliked or what lit me up, what gave me drive, what fulfilled me. Um, because I had just, you know, and we've spoken about this before, I just put on all these, you know, society's beliefs. And so I just didn't know who I was. But I don't think that, like, if someone had said to me when I was in that state, oh, you're just lying to yourself, I'd be like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd just be like, I'm not lying to myself. Like, how am I lying to myself? I just didn't know better. So even though, like, I think once you start chipping away and doing the mindset work and then you choose to sit there and, and waste your time and not roll out your ideas and stuff, I think you're more of a liar to yourself then, but it's a difference. So right now the lie would be, I haven't done anything because I just don't know better, but it's hard to admit that, right? It's hard to say, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. And then once you step into the, the personal development, if you're sitting there and you're, you know, got you've got all these ideas and you've got you've got things you want to roll out whether you've told people about it or not it's still it still happens in here 
Um, and if you're just sitting there going, oh, but you know, this person's gonna get offended, so I can't do that. Well, you know, you're lying to yourself because you're now still subordinating to, to society and other people's opinions. Um, and you know that if you don't roll it out, you're just gonna sit where you are in your ship pit. And yeah, so, so you're lying to yourself because you know you're capable, you just don't do it because you fears of other people. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. And oh, we've both been there. <laughs> I think the what you talk about, you know, society's beliefs and they, you know, other people telling you how you should live and how you have to live and all these things. Um, I was, you know, getting into this all this mindset work, like you said, and I was starting to become way more aware of this. And I would have never picked it up on this before, but you know, just a normal, you know, birthday, so my grandma's birthday. So we're all out to dinner, you know, having a chat and, you know, I'm saying jokes, I'm being outrageous. I'm like, you know, expressing who I am. I'm talking about who I am. And my Nana just like, Mitchell, you can't, like everyone's laughing. But my, my grandma was like, Mitchell, you, that's disgusting. That No one finds that funny. And everyone's laughing. And before that, I was beating myself up because I was like, you know, you should be seeing your grandma more. You should be doing family things, family, family, family. And it's like, well, you know, I love my grandma. I don't, let's, I'm not saying I don't love her, but, you know, why would I want to hang out with people where I don't feel like I can be myself? And there was this, this internal battle. It's like, do I just be myself and, and repulse other people away? Or do I just pretend to be someone else, which is like a lie, and so I can fit into this little box that other people tell me you know what to do and how to live yeah well i mean i think we've all done both really haven't we like you know when you and for me when i was just being who i thought others wanted me to be so there's different i i like i was like that chameleon i could hang out with all different types and groups of people but i would shift and alter myself to suit what was you know appropriate or approved by them and it was because i was so lost within myself i didn't know my identity. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know I could walk in there and just be me. And the people who love me stay in my life and the people who don't, they leave. It's like, I, I was so scared of like not being accepted and, and losing friends that I sat in like, call it like a sandpit of, of like revolving life, trying to fit in with all of these people for such a long time. And then, you know, when you hear people a lot say, find your tribe, when you find your tribe, you can't identify or find your tribe until you know who you are, you know? So until you know those quirky parts about you, until you know, and, and just like, like I walk into some rooms sometimes and God, I say some dumb shit, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I say, so, and, and I'm just accepted for who I am because I'm like, that's me. If, if you don't like it, then we don't ever need to see each other again. You know, like it's, I'm, I've altered and changed myself for that many years to suit others. I just, I'm not prepared to do it anymore. Like, I mean, you know, you obviously don't go to grandma's and drop the F-bomb and the C-bomb, but, you know, you have that respect level for their generation, but you definitely don't, you know, just walk in there and not drop your jokes and, and you know, just be you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, I think they have a concept of that find your tribe. You know, there's there's some truth to that. But I think it's more like instead of trying to fit in with other people, just like fit in with yourself and create your own tribe. Because yeah. I think your vibe will attract your tribe. You won't yeah, actually absolutely. have to look for a tribe or try and fit in. You'll just naturally attract those people the more yeah. you're yourself. 
the more you're congruently um, honest with who you are and um, accept yourself for who you are, your quirky ways, the way you put your foot in your mouth when you, you know, you're in social settings or you talk backwards or, you know, all that sort of stuff. You just, I used to be so embarrassed about doing all that sort of stuff. And now I'm just like, running in the house, like, (laughs) just, just what it is, right? Yeah. And I think it's this, I don't know. Do you think it's because sometimes we, we pedestal other people and we're like, oh, they're, they're better than me. If I fart in front of them, they're not going to want to hang out with me because they don't fart. They're just a princess. <laughs> you have to go straight to a fart. Really? <laughs> I don't care how old you are. A fart's always funny. Um, anyway, so yeah, look, you, I, I was talking to someone today about this, um, especially in relationships, right? There's always one that goes into the relationship that's eager to please. And that's the one that's pedestaling the other person. They're infatuated with something they see in them that either they don't perceive they can give to themselves or receive elsewhere. Um, and, and they don't believe that they are as great. So that's when you'll find, and if, if anyone's sitting there going, you know, no, that's not how it works. Have you ever left a relationship or had a relationship break up and cried because you missed them? That's infatuation. You only cry and get upset when you perceive there's more loss than benefits to the breakup. And that just means that you're not, um, you say it you're not thankful for the experience true wisdom is sitting there going you know what thank you thank you for the memories thank you for the lessons thank you for the time thank you for all of these things and when you can honestly say thank you and not just going oh right now I need to say thank you like when you can honestly feel it in you know in your body and and it doesn't take up time space and energy in your mind that's when you're in control of your own life and that's what infatuation feels like and some people hold on to those grudges for years like oh, yeah years <laughs> a long time yeah yeah i mm. think um you know do you think there's a lot of work that would need to go into someone like that and a lot of um you know you would need to be very very balanced about that if you're if you break up and you like not you only have tears of gratitude and they're in your heart right away is that like i I don't believe that that's actually able to happen instantaneously because your brain doesn't work like that. Your brain is still going to have those, even if you keep them close to the balanced line um, by, you know, owning the traits you see in them and stuff like that. I I still believe there's that, you know, there's still ebbs and flows. It might be closer, but there's still ebbs and flows. And I, and I believe that you still feel it, but that's when you're going to be present with yourself. You're like, okay, what's this anxiety feeling? What's this like heart in the throat feeling? identify exactly what it is I perceive I'm going to miss right now um, or why I'm upset and then do the work straight away. And it can get really complicated. Like I've just gone and <laughs> I've, I've gone and, um, and dissolved energy um, as in like just, just separated from one. And <laughs> it's so powerful because I was like, okay, why, why is this is one element that keeps recurring in my life? Now we've all heard even though this is about lying about your identity, but anyway, I've changed the subject. Um, We've all heard, you know, um, and if you haven't, then you need to follow the Mojo Master. You keep dating the same person with a different haircut and a different name. And you're like, no, they're not. They're not. They're so different. No, they're not. They're the same. So I I recently just went, okay, what's the similarities? And, you know, and I put it all out. I went right back to my first intimate relationship. Oh, shit and went all the way through till now, I collapsed every single trait. I collapsed every bit of energy, any guilt for being an absolute mole with tantrums. 
any like I, when I was younger, I was a very, very jealous person because I was scared of losing people due to like a death earlier on in my life that I understand now, but I didn't understand why I'd react in the relationship back then. Um, so yeah, I just went through and collapsed the whole lot. So that, that looks like about four solid days of work um, to do that. But the ultimate power, it, you just can't put a price on that. And I didn't just sit in a chair for four days and do it. I just chipped away one bit at a time. Um, I actually have this book. <laughs> it's funny. I have this book, this one here, because my, my, my little journals just don't cut it anymore. So I've got this book. This was my 2021, you know, mindset workbook. It's already full and we're three weeks into February. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to get like a series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just, I mean, you know, like I said last week, I know what it's like to be on the opposite side and not understand why things are taking up time, space and energy in your mind, why that consistent thought just keeps going. And, you know, it actually does um, control all decisions that we make in our lives. So to be able to be grateful um, and to a point of wisdom and thank you for any, you know, event, moment or, you know, bad moment in your life, um, if it doesn't steal your energy, like you win. You know what I mean? You get more. And, and to be peaceful it is just amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think, and it's the same thing with, you know, if you break up with someone and you're crying, and you're really sad, like Bronnie said, it's only because you fear you perceive more loss than gain. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing if, and, you know, make sure you're all sitting for this one, sitting for this one, <laughs> arms and legs inside your chair at all times. <laughs> but when you're, a family member dies or a friend dies or anyone that's really close to you dies and you cry and you're really sad. It's the same thing. It's you perceive more loss than gain, but actually the energy is still there. Yeah, and if you, it's never destroyed. Yeah. And it changes forms. Yeah. I hope some of you are taken back by that. And it's because when I first heard that, I was like, nah, that's bullshit. Like that's not a thing. But when you, when you actually do it and if people in the community that have done this stuff, you know, you really know the power of it. And like Bronnie said, she's been, she's been doing this for the lot. Like it took her four days to do all of that, right? And that's just chipping away. And I think sometimes we hear something crazy. And if you're like me or Bronnie and you, you just have that curiosity inside of you and you're like, okay, I know I can't do all of it in one day. But if I just sit down, maybe have a nightly ritual, just do a little bit every night. Maybe I just, I know like, you know, 20 minutes of journaling for me right now is so hard, but I know if I just do a week of journaling every night, 20 minutes, then it'll become a habit and it'll get easier and easier. And I know it's, it's me, it's who I am. It's what lights me up is just being myself. Cause like we said last week, there's nothing else better than just being yourself and being at peace with, you know, being sometimes repulsing some people away. Yeah. And when some people make comment, like I said before, if you fart and that girl doesn't like you, well, you're lost, right? You know what? I, you mean I'm going to fart. Deal with it. <laughs> fart, right? It's like, you're the one that had the perception that I was going to be a princess. Um, <laughs> not my issue. Pretty sure that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> but, you know, like talking about mindset um, and doing your work every night, if I was to take my laptop, which I'm not going to, into my bedroom, I have this massive king size bed. And anyone that knows me knows I am a tiny human. So I can roll over completely like six times on this bed. <laughs> um, 
and I take up about this much space. The rest of it is journals, it's my laptop, it's all my coloured pens, it's um, novels, it's, you know, processes, it's, and it just sits there. Like, that's that's my partner. I sit there and I balance out my day and, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I sleep with my journals, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, so... um. Yeah, that's that's just what my bedroom looks like. I should actually, uh, I'll I'll put a photo up later. I'll tag you in it. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty just, funny. You just own the energy in a boyfriend, and you manifest it into journal. <laughs> no, look, like if you, um, I see. I, I was just about to say, if you seek something in someone, but right now because I've just freshly done all that work, I don't seek anything in anyone because I know it all exists within me and I know the form that it exists in. And when we say form, like someone go, oh, he lied to me or she lied to me. It's like, and, and you know, all of a sudden they're a victim and they're just like, ah, you know, bastard, asshole, whatever, um, or bitch, whatever sex you're talking about. Um, in the end, you know, where do you lie? And people are going, I don't lie. Yeah, I do. I lie if, like when I, when I had a partner, my ex-husband, if he said, you know, how much did that top cost you? I'm like, oh, it's 20 bucks on special. It was $70, but he has, he has a limit on what I'm allowed to spend. So I, I'm going to lie to him. If you're going to make me not allow, like, you know, put rules on me, I'm going to lie to you. So that, so it, that's the form. But I was like, that's not, that's just protecting him from an argument, really. Like, you know, I justified it. So I didn't see my form as lying as, as the same form. So it can just show up in different you know, different ways or different forms in your life. And the kids, mum, can we go and get ice cream? No, no I've got my money tied up everywhere. What, you can't even go and get ice cream? I'm like, no, I just don't want to get in the car. I'm lazy. I don't want to get in the car and drive out and get ice cream. Like, no. So I'm going to lie to them. Yeah. And, and people just get so cut by the lie. But hang on a sec. The only reason why you get cut by them is because you know that you lie to yourself all the time. It's, it's really that simple because you can't recognize anything external unless it exists with you in, within you. Mm. So it's an eye opener to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the judgments we perceive others judging us for is actually our internal judgments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been shown to you so that you can get to a place of, of love, wisdom and gratitude for that moment. And if you don't, you're just going to keep repeating the lesson until you learn it. How many, like how many people, and I've had moments like this in my life, how many people that are watching or, you know, watching this afterwards where you're like, Oh my God, I'm here again. Why is this happening to me again? That moment you need to be grateful for that moment and, and, you know, be thankful for that experience and find out what actually how it served you or that moment's just going to keep repeating. If it's every six years, it comes in, it's going to be every six years for the rest of your life. Like, you can be in control of your external world um, because if you learn the lesson from that, that no longer comes into your life. So that's sort of controlling your external world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us, we're controlled by, I think, the, this big lie of it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not my fault. What are you talking about? It's all your fault, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my fault. Bronnie didn't know how to get on Zoom. I should have gone get on here six hours early, given her a tutorial on how to use Zoom, screen shared with her, FaceTime with her, sent her a document. So it's, oh. it's not. 
You even sent me a link to it. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. Hand in the air, I'm a tech tard. <laughs> Proud tech tard too. Proud. Yeah. But you know what? Even that moment where I'm like, I am a proud tech tar, like I had, I am intelligent in, in certain areas of life, but I am dumb as fuck in other areas of yeah. life, including technology. Right. I would have actually said no four years ago to doing this life because me knowing that I wouldn't know how to do it, I would feel stupid and I would not admit that to you. So I'd make up some excuse that the kids were sick or my internet was down or something like that. And I couldn't, I couldn't show up. Because the anxiety of me saying, I'm actually just stupid. I'm a tech tart. I know nothing about technology and it's going to be a mission for me to get on. I couldn't ask for help and I couldn't admit my faults because I thought that by me not mastering all areas, I, I was dumb and I was going to be labeled as that. And that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just little things like that. Right. And now I'm just like, no, I own it. I am the tech tart. Yeah. It's, I always say, um to others and especially my girlfriend like if she asked me to do anything like even hey mitch key go to the store and get get some stuff like strawberries milk this i'm like i need you to write me a list and she's like it's like three things no i need you to write me a list like how many strawberries you want one strawberry you want like a punnet do you want like a big do you want frozen do you want this do you want that what kind of milk tell me the specific size and i'll pull up on my phone the shopping and be like is it is this what it looks like? And she went, yeah, it's in my fridge like for the last year. And I'm like, okay, just I'll make sure. And because if not, I will fuck it up every time. Like anything outside of my highest values, yeah, I am absolutely retarded. Like once yeah. we were painting the the walls in my bedroom and she was like, yeah, just clean the walls. I literally, I saw that. like this is my bedroom, my, my bedroom for like, you know, 10 years of my teenage years, right? So there's a lot of, a little stuff on the walls i've just gone through <laughs> once with like a little bit of di- a one drop of dishwashing so washed it once i'm like she's like did you clean the clean the walls and i was like yeah and she's like uh what did you do i'm like oh i just got this little towel thing bit of dishwasher it's clean isn't it she's like it's completely black over here like what are you doing i was like well it's Give me instructions <laughs> definitely not a valley that is why i pay a painter <laughs> Do you know what though? You've just taught me something because when you were asking all of those questions about what to get from the shop, I literally don't have the patience for that. And I just, I just get the fuck, just get whatever. And I'd walk away. But you expressing that, that you would always be wrong. I would now in that moment, if that moment came up in my life, I would now sit there and go, okay, I just need to be really specific with exactly what I want. Two liters of full cream milk, you know, four punnets of strawberries. This is what it will weigh. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, just be really specific. But then, you know what? I actually don't ask people to do shit for me. So that's an area of growth, right? I'm so independent. Someone asked to do something for me and I'm like, yeah, what? No, I'll get it done. Like, yeah, still growing in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and once, you know, Dean Martini had this quote uh, or he made a Facebook post. He says, when you walk past a stranger, you give them a little smile. That's it. When you walk past a friend at work, you'll like have a bit of banter with them. But the only thing you really see your work person do is like get told off by their boss a little bit or whatever. They may get a little bit mad. Yeah. And then you get to your you know, good friend and you'll have a, a bigger laugh and you can share some moments and maybe you see them you know, be a bit vulnerable. Oh, I just got broken up. I'm really sad. Okay, cool. And then your family member or your partner 
you know, you see them in a deep depression, like really anxious and all this, but you have the best moments with them. So yeah. I think it's like the more you're yourself with your strengths and your weaknesses and the more you kind of not judge other people, but kind of, you know, just take it on yourself. You know, it's, it's my fault. You know, it's not your fault with all this shit. It's like, it's mine. That's yeah. cool that, you know, I don't know how to paint walls or do the food shopping because I work on my mindset. And then you can have better moments and have like more meaningful and, and deeper relationships because it's, yeah. it's the law of balance is you can't have one without the other. Right. And, then, you know, this is why me and my ex-husband are such great mates because there was a lot of charge like 12 years and I won't even start getting into it, but there was a lot of charge because both of us didn't know the mindset stuff. Um, so, you know, just for instance, I, I can't stand people wasting my time. I, I can't stand it. Like I'm still, as you can tell, I'm delivering it. I really just can't stand people wasting my time. Right. So like one Sunday he's like, okay, um, just drop the kids off at, at four o'clock on Sunday. I'm like, yeah, no, no worries. All good. Quarter to five. We're still waiting. He played golf and got drunk with the boys, right? Which I don't care what he does. But if you tell me you're going to be at your house at four o'clock, you damn will be at your house at four o'clock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm, give or take half an hour, but I had somewhere to be and he knew I had somewhere to be. So I fired off. I just lost it. And in that moment, I could see what I was doing. And I'm like, hang on a second. Why is this such an issue for me? And I just looked at him and I said, clearly, this is a trigger for me. Clearly, it's either I see it as disrespectful or you just don't value my time, you know, and you've never valued my time. I'm like, that's what it is because I've just backed it up with that comment. And I said to him, Bart, it's, a, it's an absolute gift. This moment is an absolute gift because now I can go home and do the mindset work and we'll never have an argument about this again. And he's just like, but before I was able to admit my fault, I would stand there and be committed. Once, once the tantrum started, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and men, once the tantrum starts, you're committed. You ain't backing out. You ain't looking like a fool. You ain't going to turn around and go, I've got no control over this. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to identify it and do the work around it. Like, no, you are committed. You are all in. And then you're going to manipulate the situation and make out that they did the wrong thing so that you feel better about how shit you were. It, it just happens. So when you admit who you are, not only does it help you communicate in, in relationships, whether you're separated or not, um, it also what I find is that it actually gives a space to other people to be them. So if I walk in, I'm hundred percent me, all my good, all my bad, owning it, that just creates a relaxing space for other people to go, oh, actually, I'm really shit at that too. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, just own it. And then, and you know, sometimes they say to you, I, I would never admit that. And I'm just like, so like to me, I'm just like, just own it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But then I could remember what I was like before my journey and go, I would never have admit, admitted that. Like, new no way. Mm. And I'm talking about the tantrums to the ex-husband as well as, you know, my tech hardness and my, or my things I'm not good at. I would <laughs> never have admitted it. I just wouldn't have put myself in situations where I had to admit it. I'd avoid it like the plague because I just, I didn't feel good enough. Um, and I didn't know what I was good at. Once I knew what I was good at, owning what I was shit at was okay. So you give me something in this area, this area, in this area, I'll nail it. I'll smash it. I'll take it next level. But if you give me shit in this area, this area, and this area, I'm a fuck it. It's not going to work out. I'm like, no, it's not happening. You need to delegate that somewhere else. Like that is not my forte. It's not my strong suit. 
And I think you're okay to admit that when you know where your intelligence is and you know, you know, where your greatness is. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end it is when you start to identify your greatness, it's going to compound and you just be consistent with it. And the more you identify that greatness, the more you know what you're good at and what you're not. And the more you're comfortable with admitting what you're not good at, the the less you can lie to yourself and be like, okay, yeah, I, I don't really need to lie about this or put this mask on anymore about this thing that I'm pretending to be good at. People will understand me more and connect with me more and relate with me more. Yeah. Especially That's myself, great. be able to connect and relate to myself even more. <laughs> yeah, the feeling of waking up and just accepting yourself for who you are and not waking up going, oh, I've got to see this person today. Oh, that's right. They don't like that lipstick or they don't like, like that dress. They made a comment about it. So I'm not going to wear that today. Um, you know, I'm working with this person. Oh my God, that person drains my energy. Like, you know, it's just, once you wake up, your brain just starts, right? That's exactly and- how my morning starts, Bronnie. <laughs> what are they going to think of this new lipstick? <laughs> hey, I don't wear makeup. So it was just a, an example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So thanks for jumping on oh we've got some maria mirabella nap what's up we've got some other people in here um you know put in the comments uh, any questions feedback um, we'll good stay on for a couple of minutes to do questions if you want yeah if anyone's got any questions i'll pull them up here yeah paul's watching sammy's watching michael's watching what's up Wow, this actually uh, seems to be better when uh, I actually live, live. properly. <laughs> Even though we went completely off topic, really. But I suppose it's, you know, it's still about lying. You know, like if, you're, if you have a tantrum or you have a trigger or something and you go off and you don't pull yourself up in front of your partner, then you're lying to them because you've identified. Like when you're triggered by something, you, you're not in control of your mouth opening, but you identify that it's happened seconds later but you have no idea how to stop it. And it's having the power to understand how to stop that by dissolving the issue in the first place through great quality questions that that trigger just doesn't happen anymore. Well, and that's why it's a life changer, right? That is so cool. It's, well, it's true, right? <laughs> Mate, I had last, so many triggers. The last bit of that kind of faded because... The first, I can't even remember what you said at the start. I was like, whoa. But okay, we've got some questions here. Sophie's watching. What's up, Sophie? Um, Nap says, where do I start when I'm feeling totally lost and unsure which thing subject to start with? Uh, so are you thinking about studying a subject to like better your job or income? Or like, are you just saying like with personal development that you're lost and you don't know where, you don't know where to begin? Is that, is that what you're asking? um yeah nap let us know if you're in the chat there uh, where do i start when i'm when i'm feeling totally lost and unsure what subject do i start with i think what what kind of topic um, See, i've got so many questions <laughs> i'm like well yeah like yeah she says what, yes so what area of your life like you know uh, <laughs> she said, just answer the question <laughs> so what what'd she say yes she said, yes, but I don't know to what question that was. Yeah, I was like, which one? I think the first thing you said about the school. Our school and, and like 
I think I said improve the job and workplace. Yeah. Yeah. So I would go right back to like identify, and I'm, I don't even know how old you are or how many jobs you've had, but go right back to identify the elements of your job that you actually really loved. Cause like, I love connecting with people. I love holding people accountable. I love running a team. I love business and wealth structure. I love all that. Give me data. I love that. And I love the data. So identify what parts of your job where you're, the time just flies and you're having fun, you're connected because those are the elements of a job that you need to um, turn around and identify as your next step. And if you go and do that, then you'll know, uh, okay, so these elements make up this job title. Okay, what qualifications do I need for that job title? Because you can go out and go, oh, I think I like this, start studying it, get qualified. Hi, I've got 19 different certificates. That's how much I didn't know who I was. <laughs> um, and because I'm like, oh, I like this. I'll just do this. And then I'd finish it. I'm like, yeah, I really like that. <laughs> so just like identify the elements that you love. Um, and then, yeah, find out what job gives you most of those elements. And then with your skill set you've already got and where you want to head, you know, with that position, find out what you've got to do to bridge that gap. And then study that. Start there. Yeah. Yeah, where does time go the fastest? Where is there the mm. least amount of friction? What do I love the most? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mirabella says, I don't like conflict, so I run away from a bad conversation. What do you guys recommend that I would do instead of walking away? Well, the first part is we both know that if you're running from, um, you know, conflict externally, um, you have a shitload of conflict internally. And so every time you, you run away from it, it's like you perceive that that's gone. I've saved myself from that, but it's not because internally you're like, oh, I didn't face it. I couldn't have it. It's taking up time, space and energy in your head. Like, so the conflict internally is still there. Um, what was the question? What would I, what would you suggest yeah, to so actually have a conversation? Instead of walking away. Um, the only thing that's improved with me in conflict because I was like either a, you know or I, <laughs> or, or I wasn't like you know just depending on the person that was in front of me um just learn to ask great quality questions because you can have a completely irate situation right in front of you and if you ask a quality question it brings them from their traumas and triggers that they're reacting to in that moment back to the present moment and then they just go numb in the brain and they're like I don't know what's happening and you're like, right. And then you start asking another question. So um, it just depends on if you perceive like, is the conflict that you've done something wrong and this person, you know, this person's going to be cranky at the fact that you've done that um, because then you just need to learn the foundations of your own values um, and, you know, and, and own them and, and proudly like it. See, when people, some people think that when they own or know their values, they then go and project it like, no, these are my values, you know, but no, when you're congruently living in your values, it, it's, it's a gift. It's a blessing. It's not something that's, you know, that you lash out about unless somebody tries to destroy something you're creating in your highest value, then you get a bit cranky. Um, but it's not something that, you know, you set boundaries a lot better. You, you talk, you know, you voice your self-worth a lot better um, without struggling to find the words to do it if that makes sense yeah I so think it would just depend yeah if someone just was making rules 
or, you know, if it was you, you, with your parents and they're stuck in their beliefs, the best way to communicate also is like in their values. So find out what's important to them and then voice what's important to you in their values and you win every single time. Oh, cool. So it's not yes. conflict, it's just respect. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just say something really simple as the conf, if you perceive it as conflict, that's your perception. Yeah. So right now, when I jumped on this call with Bronnie at the start, I could have perceived that as conflict. Like we're both mindset coaches, like we're conflicting, like, you know, um, we're a bit pro um, pressured for time because, you know, she's a tech retard, right? There's conflict, but <laughs> really I wouldn't perceive it as like conflict, right? So, I mean, everything is just to fuck with you. Um, everything is technically conflict. Like what time do I go to bed tonight? How much water do I drink? Like yeah. who do I talk to? You have that back and forth in your, yeah, in your so mind all the time, yeah. If you think it's conflict, um, you're definitely overthinking it because they don't think it is as much as conflict as you probably, right? Yeah, but then also if you if you like, and you know, if you're in an abusive relationship and you know when they walk through that door, that's conflict. Yeah. That's like, but like I've been in that situation, all oh, the skills you learn about human behavior in that situation, it's powerful. It is really freaking powerful. And then you end up making yourself so strong. And I don't mean like, you know, lashing out at others and blocking people out of your life. And like, I would not be the coach I am today. I would not have even become a coach if it wasn't for my abusive relationship. Because I was like, you know what? I know he's only behaving this way due to traumas in his life. And I don't know how to help that. But what I do know is that I need to be stronger to be able to deal with this. And, you know, that, that sort of conflict is really unpredictable. Um, but if you know who you are at your core, you're able to handle it a lot better. Oh, there you go. Because you, yeah, you have the confidence of, of who you are. You don't, you don't sit there and cop that abuse and then sit there and go, oh, well, I'm worthless. Like, because I don't know about anyone else that's watching, but when I got, um, you know, verbally abused, I, I feel my body just curling in. Like I'm just going into protection mode and, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was just to protect myself. But once I knew who I was, I just sit there and go, look, I don't know what's going on for you right now, but nothing that I did, like I should have rules around me. Nothing that I did was attack an attack to you. So I don't understand what's happening right now. You're going to have to talk to me about it. And I was able to not have it affect me as much as it did before I understood my own identity and my own mind and how it worked. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, but feel free to um, inbox me if you, cause there's heaps of questions. Like I know these questions are, are like simple, but I have to dissect it with more questions to really nail down what the answer is. Otherwise it's just fluffy bunny and, and generic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's Mirabella's just said, I think if I resolve my past, I think all, all the problems would go away because there's nothing to talk about. Thank you guys. Ooh, that's actually so powerful. That means you understand what we said earlier about it taking up so much time, space and energy in your mind every single day. Plus it makes all the decisions in your life. Because mm. if you resolved all that, it wouldn't exist. Like hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sophie has got one last question in here. If you reduce all triggers on both sides, that is really annoying. The question just disappeared. 
if you reduce all triggers on both sides and everything becomes very neutral, do you think the relationship would dissolve as the ability for growth reduces? Uh, no, because if you're really clear on your identity, the growth always stands in taking in taking on challenges and setting higher goals within your highest values. And if you consistently chip away at that and take the opportunities that are in front of you and go, hang on a sec, like check in every three months, go, how can I take that next level? How can I make that challenge bigger? How can I make that goal bigger? Then the challenge doesn't become external anymore. It becomes the challenges that you choose. And if you focus on that, it's not like there's no imbalances in your life. It's just not in your relationship in that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, to be completely uh, vulnerable and honest with you, Bronnie, I wasn't really listening to that because I was trying to formulate my own answer. <laughs> so yeah, really good, Bronnie. I, that's, oh, you're classic, so man. I would think um, it, it definitely reduces or what you said, dissolves the ability for you to grow in the areas that you don't give a fuck about. Yeah. So it actually increases your ability to grow in areas you do care about, like your values, your purpose, your mission, yep. and it dissolves your ability to grow. Like you just stop caring about all the, the other shit. stupid little shit. Like, yeah. 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 And when you've got two people congruently living in their highest values, like we said the other week, there's nothing better. There's nothing yeah. better. You just accept each other for exactly who you are, for the time that you exchange, your connection. You could be lying alone because they work away and be completely freaking connected to them because they're living their best life and you're living yours and you just come together. Your energy never separates. Wow. So if you're more balanced in all other areas and all your triggers are gone, you've just got like a magnificent, like space of wisdom and beauty really. Yeah. Oh, we got a bunch of love hearts for that. Thanks Sophie. <laughs> and thank you for everyone else watching, tuning in. Uh, be sure if you're watching this replay, put it in the chat, any questions, and we'll be sure to get back to you. And also in two weeks again, 8 p.m. Tuesday night in Adelaide time. And we'll try and stay on subject. No, Bronnie's lying. I don't. Okay. I go off on tangents. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thanks for having me back. I'll see you in a fortnight. Yeah, thanks, everyone. See ya. See ya.